no sweeter name than the name of Jesus. Lord, as, as we sit quietly, Spirit of God, as we think about your name, Jesus, come upon us, your children, adults, men and women. to our hearts you see our desire for you so we ask as Sunday streams go as, as they share together Lord that you will speak to them Jesus speak to them about your name and about who you are and Lord as we open your words speak to us here Jesus. Jesus, we want to know you more. We want to understand you more. Spirit of God, reveal your word to us, your truth to us today. That we may may come closer to you. So you come closer to us. Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. Spirit of God, we honor you. We open our hearts and our minds to you. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've got your Bibles, turn to John chapter 14 be on the screen. John 14. This is Jesus with his disciples. They were in that upstairs room. He'd washed their feet. And he knew that he was going to go to Gethsemane and then to the cross. And so Jesus said to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to go and prepare there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Go- where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Then Thomas said to him, Lord, We don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father, 
and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these. Because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name. So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name. And I will do it. Amen. Last week we explored the caveat in John 15, 7. Remain in me and my words remain in you, he said, and then you can ask. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. And we looked at really what that means. What does it mean to remain in Jesus? What does it mean to have Jesus' words remain in us? Well, today, Jesus makes a similar promise just before the one that he made that we looked at last week. He said, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I'll do it. Similar promise. I will do anything you ask of me. But there's a different condition to this prayer. To this promise. He says, I'm going to do anything you ask, but only if you ask in my name. In my name. If you want to pray with effectiveness and with power. If you want to have your prayers answered, you need to pray in the name of Jesus. That's what he says. Now this doesn't mean that we just add it at the end of our sentence. Lord Jesus, I would like a brand new Audi TT 4.5 liter, if there is such a thing. Blue color, keys posted through the letterbox. By tomorrow morning, in the name of Jesus, amen. And then... Tomorrow morning, I will go down there and I expect the keys to be lying there. I expect to be in my bed in the morning and hear that rattle of the door and the keys drop onto the stone slabs that are there inside the tiles that we have in our, living, in our hallway. And amen, Jesus has answered my prayer because I prayed in the name of Jesus and I'm claiming this promise. He said... I will do whatever you ask. Now, can Jesus supply an Audi TT to a humble servant? Of course he can. And he said, I will do whatever you ask in my name. Let's not worry about that bit. I just said it's in his name. I prayed in the name of Jesus. He said he's going to do it. And some believers go around like that. They don't pray for Audi TTs necessarily. But they pray for other things. And they think that if I just say in the name of Jesus, that means it's going to be done. I'm claiming the promise. And so I'm going to pray it. You know, when I was sick the other week, when I had that terrible flu, I tried it. In the name of Jesus, be healed. You know, the hair didn't grow back. That's the first thing that didn't happen. It, it's not... What does it mean? It doesn't just mean that we can say those words as a kind of a formula and get what we want. You know, no Bible 
or prayer in the Bible ends in the name of Jesus, amen. Do you know that? So what does it mean? What does it really mean to pray in the name of Jesus? Because if we understand that, then we will understand that when we pray and we ask, we will receive. Well, first of all, look at it like this. Names are important in the Bible. He says, pray in the name of Jesus. Pray in his name. Names in the Bible picture or or carry with them the weight of the character, the personality behind them. That's why so often in the Bibles, names change. Abraham changed to Abraham. Why? Abraham means... Do you know? It means exalted father. But God said, you're no longer just going to be an exalted father. I'm going to change your name from Abraham to Abraham. And Abraham means the father of many, the father of nations. Why? Because your character, who you are, has changed. You're not just going to be an exalted father. You're going to be the father of nations. So I'm going to change your name, change your thinking. Sarai. Change to Sarah. Sarai means, you know, a bit of doubt about this, but they think it means quarrelsome. They said, you're no longer going to be quarrelsome. But Abraham said, hallelujah. You're now going to be Sarah. Sarah means princess. You're going to be the princess. You're going to be You're going to be someone special. You're going to be the princess because you're going to be the mother. You're going to bear these children. Or the child of promise. Simon, the reed, changed to Peter, the rock. And so many times in the Bible, you see the names. Names mean so many things. The story of Ruth. She named her her children. or, Or Naomi named their children and so on. And so the names carry with it such weight, such meaning, such understanding. I don't think when my parents named me, they kind of sat down and they thought, now, let's have a look at him. Let's see what name I'm going to name him. You know, they just flipped through the book, probably got to D, thought that's long enough. You know, slightly longer than my brother, who was, his name's Barry. So, you know, they got the B for him. Went, Maybe they started a B and just went the same distance. I don't know. But in the Bible, names mean. And so when we pray in the name of Jesus, what are we doing? When we state his name, the Lord Jesus Christ, what are we doing? We're stating the character, who he is, the person of Jesus. Lord, he's my master. Jesus, he's the savior. Christ, he's the anointed one. And so when I invoke his name, when I pray in the name of Jesus, I'm praying in his character. I am bringing Jesus, I'm bringing who he is, what he stands for, into the prayer. Names are important. But I don't just bring the name in. I bring all the authority that comes behind that. Do you remember David and Goliath? 1 Samuel 17. Let me turn there really briefly. Do you remember? 
the story. There he is, Goliath, standing there, humongous, with his spear. And David says this to him in verse uh, chapter 17, 1 Samuel 17, verse 45. He says, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin. Where was Goliath's power? It was in the sword and the spear and the javelin. David didn't have any of those. But he said this, he said, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today, I'm going to give your carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Though those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. And then he went and ran towards him. He's coming against him in the name of the Lord Almighty. That name that carries the authority and the power to do something. And so when we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're not just quoting his character, bringing who he is in, but we're bringing the authority of Jesus into our prayer as well. We're saying, this is the God who can accomplish what I'm asking. It's a bit like when, you know, they come around, when a policeman comes around, knocks on your door. You've ever had that experience? You think, oh my goodness. And they come around and you see the uniform. Now, they come around. Now, if it's just a normal person that comes around, you kind of look and you go, oh man, it's probably double glazing or something. And you, and you think, oh, can't, I haven't got time. But a policeman comes in the name of the Lord. Open up in the name of the law. Right? They have a power and authority with them because of the uniform, because of the position that they're in carries that weight. We saw it this last week. Nicola Sturgeon, she went to the Prime Minister and said, Prime Minister, I want to call another referendum. And the Prime Minister, Theresa May, said, nah, don't think so, and sent her away. Now, how can Theresa May do that? Because she has the power of the government behind her. She has the law of the land behind her. She can say, Nicola Sturgeon had to come and ask permission. She can't just do another referendum. The law doesn't allow it. So she had to come and ask Theresa May, and Theresa May said, not now, I'm kind of busy with Brexit and all these other things, maybe later. Sent her on her way. Because she has the power within her, vested in her of the government of the laws of this country. When you pray in the name of Jesus Christ, you're praying with the authority of heaven behind you, with all the power that has been given to Jesus Christ, the risen Christ, the one who sits at the right hand of the Father, the one who makes the earth his footstool, the Bible says. That is the power that you're evoking in your prayer. So you're not just praying in the character of Jesus, you're praying with the authority of Jesus too. But the third thing is, 
you're also praying with the reputation of Jesus. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In other words, Father, we're going to treat your name with respect. We're going to hallow it. We're going to honor it. We're going to lift it up high. That's what we're going to do. You know, when you were at school, how many lectures did you have at school about being seen outside the school gates appropriately dressed? I can't even remember how many. I lost count after the first week. You're representing the school. Do your tie up. You're representing the school. Don't just throw your blazer around. You're wearing the emblem, the badge of the school. Say, well, get rid of school uniforms. Nobody knew who we were then. But no, you're there. You're representing something. And in the same way, when you are calling on the name of Jesus, you're calling his reputation into your prayer. Think of it like this. Suppose I went to the bank and I wrote a check out to myself for 10 million pounds. And I said, here, cash this. Now, what would they do? Smile. That's probably the first thing they would do. And then they'd go, uh, excuse me, sir. And they would do a little click of the fingers. And they would go, um, you've only got £2.50 in your account. Uh, I don't think your overdraft quite runs to £10 million. And then I'd say, no, 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 cash it, cash it, cash it, please. And then they would probably either escort me off the premises or phone for the emergency services. And said, this guy, is, he's, he's in trouble. He needs help. Now, suppose I go to that same bank and I have a check that's written out for £10 million. But let's suppose it's from Sir Richard Branson and I hand it over. I hope he's listening. And I hand it over and I said, please cash this. What are they going to do? Well, they'll probably phone up and double check that I'm not forging it first. And once they check, once they find out that it's really a check from Sir Richard Branson to me, then they would probably call me into a private office, offer me tea and coffee and a biscuit, make you sit down and go, well, we haven't got quite that amount of money in the bank right now, but we'll arrange for it. Where would you like it sent? Why? Why is the difference? Because he has a reputation. He, he has a standard. He has the authority. He has the money. You see the difference? I walk in there. What am I? He walks in there. Well, his reputation, his character, his authority, he has the ability. And when we pray in the name of Jesus, what we're doing is we're assigning the character and the authority and the reputation of the Son of God to our prayer. Let me say that again. When you pray in the name of Jesus, when you say those words in your heart, in the name of Jesus, you are assigning His character, His authority, and His reputation to your prayer. 
So we need to be careful, don't we? How we pray in the name of Jesus. The times that you say in the name of Jesus and just throw it away, amen. How many times have you said that and you think, actually, is that an appropriate prayer for his character, his authority, his reputation? Is he going to be honored by this prayer that I'm praying? Or is it actually more about me and about what I want? Praying in the name of Jesus. So what does it mean for us to pray? Firstly, when we pray in the name of Jesus, when we understand those things, that it's his his character, his, his authority, his reputation, what we're doing is we're actually confessing our faith that Jesus is the only way. We're saying, Lord, I'm going to pray in your name, which means I'm going to ask you because you are the only way to the Father. John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one comes to the Father except through me. You can't get to the Father in any other way. No other religion, no other philosophy, no other way, Jesus says, is going to get you to the Father. You want to get into the courts of heaven, there is one door, one way, that is it. You can try, but you will fail. The only way you can get into the courts of heaven, the only way your prayers can even be answered, can be ushered, can be spoken in the courts of heaven is through Jesus Christ. And when you pray in the name of Jesus, you're saying, Lord, I am confessing that you are the way. We're going to sing at the end, there is no other name but the name of Jesus by which we can be saved. There's no other way by which our prayers can be heard and answered because he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one comes to the Father except through him. And so we're we're confessing that. We're reminding ourselves of that. We're restating that in our hearts and in our lives. Lord, I need you. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. It says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself up as a ransom for all men. The testimony given in its proper time. Only through Jesus Christ can we pray And know that our prayers are heard and our prayers are answered when we pray in the name through the conduit of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 10 says this, verse 19. He said, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, how? He says, by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. He's saying it's the only way that you can get into the courts of heaven because Jesus 
is the one that opened that pathway up for you and for me. He has given us the doorway. And the doorway is through prayer and through walking with Him, through what He has done, His grace, what He's done on the cross. And when you pray in the name of Jesus, you're saying, my prayer is going straight up into the courts of heaven. I am going to be taken there so that I can present this prayer before my heavenly Father. Second thing it is, is it acknowledges that Jesus, therefore, is the supreme in the universe. Philippians 2, that wonderful song in Philippians. It says, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who in the very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing. Taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We're acknowledging that not only is he the access, he's the one that's opened the way, but that his name is above every name. If there was a name higher, pray to that name. But there isn't. Why go to a media? Why go to an in-between when you can go straight to the top? I don't understand. You know, I don't understand people who pray to saints and pray to Mary and pray to this and pray to that. What a waste of time. Go straight to the top. When you want something done, you know, how how many times have you ever been in a situation, right? You're in a restaurant and the food is disgusting. You know, I've eaten rat meat and it probably tastes better than I was eating, right? It was just terrible. What do you do? You go straight to the top. Get me the manager. I don't want to deal with all the, you know, forget the chef, forget this. Get me the manager down here. I'm going to complain about this because this food is not edible. I've tasted cardboard better than this, you know, or whatever. You don't, you don't waste time. You don't, you know, if you're English, you kind of mutter amongst yourselves for the next half hour on the table, but that's the English, right? But you go to the top all the time, don't you? You want to just, you know, let me just go to the top person. Same in your prayer. Why pray to anybody else except the name of Jesus? Because he is there. He is exalted. The Bible said he is the one sitting at the right hand of the Father. He is the one who has opened the way. He is the one that we pray to. And when we pray in the name of Jesus, we're saying, Jesus, forget all the middle people. I'm going straight to you. I'm praying in your name. I'm praying to you. I'm talking to you. Because there is no other name but the name of Jesus. There is no higher name. Everybody will bow before the name of Jesus Christ. Because of who you are and what you've done. And we acknowledge that when we pray to him. Third thing is this, that when we pray in the name of Jesus, we are admitting that only Jesus has the power to answer our prayers. We're saying that only Jesus is the place where that prayer can be answered. You ever tried praying in your own name? What's the point? you could do it go do it but what you're saying is Lord I can't do it so I'm asking you because you have the power 
you have the authority. Salvation, it says, Acts 4.12, is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. There is no other name. And when I pray in the name of Jesus, I'm saying, Lord, you are the one, you are the only one that has the power to answer this prayer. When I go go to someone and I pray for healing for them, what am I doing? I'm saying, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I can't heal them. I can lay hands on them, but that's going to do nothing. I have no power within myself to do anything. When I come to Jesus and say, Lord, there's this challenge, there's this difficulty, and I pray in the name of Jesus, break this down. Make this mountain in front of me like a, a level playing field, like a plain in front of me that I can walk through. Open a way before me. I'm saying, Lord, I can't do it, but I'm praying that, and I'm trusting that you have the power. I know you have the power to do it. And so I'm, I'm relying and trusting in the power of Jesus Christ in this prayer. And I'm saying, I can't do it myself, Lord. I have nothing in me. But I know you do. I know you have the power. Because there is no other name. There is no greater power than the power of Jesus Christ. Because God gave it all to him. He has everything in his hands. And so we, and so we pray in the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, breakthrough. In the name of Jesus, restoration. In the name of Jesus, growth. In the name of Jesus, reconciliation. In the name of Jesus. And we allow the power of God to flow through us through these hands into other people. We just are like connecting the electricity in and switching it on. Letting God do the flowing. When we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, we're admitting to him he has the power. Now those three we may understand and may may get and go, yep, I agree with us. No problem there. Now it gets harder. Because when we pray in the name of Jesus, we are, when we speak those words out, we are publicly submitting our will to the will of Him. When I say and pray in the name of Jesus, I'm saying, Lord, your character, your reputation, your power, your will. Your agenda, your values be done in this prayer. Nothing to do with me. It's all to do with you. Because I trust you that you know best. Do you remember when Jesus was in Gethsemane? Three times it says in Matthew's gospel, he prayed. Take this away from me. But not my will, but yours. It's in Matthew 26, verse 39. It says this. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he went back to his disciples, and they were all snoozing away. Verse 42, he went away a second time and prayed, Father, if it's not possible for this cup to be taken away, unless I drink it, may your will be done. And then he came back, and they were sleeping again. 
And verse 44, so he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. You see, Jesus, as he, as he went through the cross and the agony and the, the self-restraint that he needed in those moments, he wanted to publicly, he wanted to submit himself even though he was already submitted, he needed to speak it out and say, Lord, I'm going to submit to you again and again and again, three times in the Bible. It's like the nth degree. My will is submitted to your will and it will never change. And when we pray in the name of Jesus, what we're saying is that my will is going to be submitted to your will. My agenda means nothing. It's your agenda. That's what we're saying. It's so easy to rattle off in the name of Jesus, amen. And actually, it's everything about my agenda. This is what I want, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Now, do it for me. But what we're really doing is is submitting ourselves and saying, how many times do you hear things? You see people's hearts by what they say. You know that? What they say, what they ask for, the way they, the way they handle things. You see their hearts. When you come to meetings and people speak, you see their hearts. What are they asking? What are they saying? Is it His will or is it their will? What are they saying? Every time you speak a word, you're actually just revealing yourself to others. You say something, it says more about you than anybody else. Whose will are you following? Tomorrow morning, whose will are you going to be following? His will or your will? Tomorrow morning, when you meet a challenge and a difficulty, are you going to pray in the name of Jesus? Are you going to say your will be done in all of this? Because you know, sometimes His will, sometimes His will is to take you right through it. And it's hard, and it's painful, and it's long. And you wish He would just lift you out of it and take you to the other side. But sometimes, sometimes He wants you to stay there for a bit and go through it. And, and through that, He molds us, and He makes us, and He hones us to be more like Jesus Christ. Sometimes His will is to pick us up out of that situation and to put us safely back on the, on the dry ground again. And we go, thank you so much, Jesus. But what are you saying? You're saying, Lord, your agenda is the only agenda that I'm interested in. Jesus, be the center of my life. Jesus, be the center of your church. Whose agenda are we really talking about? Jesus, be the center of my life. Your will, your desires, your agenda, be my agenda. You know, I think we need a Gethsemane moment. You know that? When we finally do this building stuff and redo the sanctuary, I put in the magazine, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to come and we're going to pray 24-7 for a whole week in this church. 
right? The sanctuary will be open before we have a single service in here, before we dedicate it to the Lord. We need to dedicate ourselves. We need to get on our knees, come into Gethsemane and say, Lord, moving forwards, not my will, but your will be done. Moving forwards, take off all the rubbish, all the hurt that people have done to me, all the hurt that I've done to other people. Lord, forgive it. Make us obedient to you. Because we can build the fanciest sanctuary in the whole world. But if our hearts are not right, what's the point? God wants to fill his house through you and me. Not because we have some fancy building. It's people he uses. And we need to prepare ourselves. We need to get ourselves. We need to place ourselves in an opportunity where God can cleanse us and renew us. And those words, Jesus, be the center of my life, be a reality. In every aspect of my life, Lord, you are the center. Jesus, you are the center of your church here at Trinity. In everything that happens, inside and outside this building, with the name of Trinity attached to it, is actually attached to the name of Jesus Christ. Your reputation is being sent out. Jesus, be the center. It's about submitting to his will, his love, his desires, his agenda. The next thing is, it's about asking that God's reputation be enhanced through the answer to your prayer. So what it says, I will do whatever you ask in my name. Why? So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Jesus said, I want to glorify my Father. So everything that we do, when we pray in the name of Jesus, we're saying, Lord, I'm, I'm asking this prayer not for my benefit, so that you may be glorified, so that you may be lifted high, so that your reputation, so that when people see an answer to this prayer, you will receive the glory and your name will be lifted even higher than it already is in their eyes. It's not about us. It's about him. And when we pray in that name, we're saying just that, Lord, lift your name higher through the answer to this prayer. How many prayers have I ever prayed? Where actually, it's not nothing about lifting God's name higher. It's about getting me out of some situation or it's about getting me what I want or an easy way through life. How many times have I said in the name of Jesus and really what I meant is, Lord, just rescue me here. Do this because I need it. I, I want it. And it's actually nothing to do with lifting his name higher. But Jesus was always about giving glory to the Father. We need to be about giving glory to the Father so that when we pray in the name of Jesus, we're doing it not for our will, not for our delight, but so that our heavenly Father's name is glorified, is lifted up, is separated, is exalted so that others can see how much we love and adore him and how much we cherish him. Before you pray, think, how will this prayer glorify God? If it doesn't, 
Don't pray it. And lastly, this. When you pray in the name of Jesus, what you're saying is everything in this prayer is consistent with the character, the will, and the word of God. Everything in my prayer is consistent with the character of Jesus Christ, with the will and the plans of God, and with the word of God as scriptures. Simple, isn't it? I'm glad it's Loretta that's on prayers in a moment, and not me. Because when we pray in the name of God, in the name of Jesus, that's what we're saying. Everything that we share is in the character and the will, the desires, the word of God. And his name is going to be lifted higher because of everything that we're going to pray in this prayer. There's those wristbands, isn't it? WWJD, what would Jesus do in this situation? People used to wear them a few years ago. Maybe there should be a WWJP, what would Jesus pray in this situation? But you know, it's not impossible. You might think, well, perhaps I should just drop in the name of Jesus altogether, because that, man, that sounds like a hard lot of work. But actually, it's really about going deeper in that relationship. The more we're in tune with Jesus Christ, becomes automatic in our lives. You're in tune with the heart of God, then you'll be praying in the name of Jesus. You'll be praying. Jesus didn't have to think every time he wanted to pray, now is this going to be honoring to the Father? He just did it, and it was, because he was one with the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And the more we are in tune with Jesus Christ, the more our prayers and our heart and our words will reflect that relationship with Christ. So that when we pray in the name of Jesus, we will see the answers to those prayers. Because God loves to pour down His fruit, His answers, His blessing. When we're connected to the vine, when we're allowing him to flow through us to accomplish his purposes. Jesus wants to do things in your life today. The Spirit of God wants to come and touch you today. That's what we sung about. That's what we prayed about. That's what we've spoken about through his words. You want to ask him? Ask him. Ask. Seek. Knock. Because he's dying to answer. Maybe Sanjay can come and sing again. And as he's singing, just, just ask. Give to God those burdens that are on your heart. And as you give them, Ask him, Lord, I want this to honor you. I want your answer to this prayer to honor you, to lift your name higher. 
I want to pray in the name of Jesus because I believe who you are. This prayer is in accordance with your character. This prayer is in accordance with your authority and the power that you have to answer. This prayer is in accordance with your will because I submit myself to you. Lord, touch me. Answer these prayers in the name of Jesus. And as Sanjay sings, just pray out loud where you are and ask God in the name of Jesus. You want to get together with someone else and pray with them, do that. But just pray in the name of Jesus and see God wanting to answer. He wants to answer those prayers today. He wants to bless you, to bring you fruit, not for yourself, but for your Father's glory. So let's pray. Lord, it's not a formula, but Lord, it's a promise. And you have promised that when we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, the name that is above every other name, that you will give the desires of our hearts. Why? Because they're going to be the desires of your heart. And you place your desires within us. So Lord, where we've misused your name, forgive us. Where we've used it for our own purposes and our own desires, Lord, cleanse us. But Lord, I know there are people here today with deep burdens in their lives. And they're going to pray to you right now in the name of Jesus. Because those burdens are your burdens too. You are longing to answer those prayers. And as my brothers and sisters open their hearts to you now, Lord, look into their hearts. See, see, see yourself in there. And and answer, answer those prayers in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you.